five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, before we start, I just want to say there's a webinar coming up, and I'm not quite sure how to promote it. Uh, we sent out an email last week. Probably we have to send out another one. I'll start posting on LinkedIn now, but LinkedIn's broken, and I want to talk about that too. But this is a way to talk to your CFO about the expected sales and profits in any kind of marketing campaign, but especially mail. It, that's where it got started, and that's where it works the best. And I think it's going to be a really good one. It's going to be a week from tomorrow, so I think it's the 30th at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, something like that. But the details are at WDMA.org, and I hope to see you there. There's a small charge if you're not a member, but, you know, if you join, woohoo, it's free. Anyway, let's get over to the let's get over to the holiday spirit. Here we go. Cashback? I'm not sure what cha ching cha is. No, they're on not the advertising. Day cha -ching. Of cha -ching, that cutting gave to me. Cha ching on decor. Cha ching at thousands of stores. Cha ching on gifts with wheels. Cha ching on awkward meals. Cha ching on everything. They were advertising cha ching. That's what they should have named it. But it is like a lot of stuff. Cha ching on hand mixers. Cha ching on light fixtures. Cha ching on toilet seats. Doesn't sound like that much stuff. So anyway, you get cash back. It's Rakuten, which they don't mention until like, well, they kind of show it on a screen in the beginning and then they show it at the end. But I didn't look it up. It sounds interesting. But, you know, if they could have worked Rakuten in there instead of Cha-Ching, it sounds like they were maybe they or maybe they could have gotten Cha-Ching as a URL or something. Anyway, I just do this stuff to make a happy noise at the beginning of the show let's get over to the regular news okay let's see we got to click on this thing okay i'm starting with linkedin being broken now a year ago two three two years ago three years ago when i started this live stream i would get easily uh 200 views almost every day whatever a view is on linkedin i'm not exactly sure i would get something like 200 views a day and uh, on average, some days would be 500, some days would be 100. Um, even six months ago, I was regularly getting 100 views a day. Now it's more like 20, 20, 25. It's really low. And I do work a little bit on this trying to make it fun. But uh, I can't remember if it was David Rosendahl or Matthew Parker who suggested doing a poll last Friday. They have an a little thing every Friday to keep track of how you're doing in, in acquiring new followers. And so I thought, well, I'll do a silly poll and see if it really matters to LinkedIn. Okay, so uh, this is my poll. Do you use polls to get more LinkedIn views? I mean, it was just purely like clickbait, right? And almost 50% said, no, I don't believe in fake polls. Now, see, I added this text on there sort of to make a point and sort of to make a joke, right? I don't believe in fake polls because as polls go, this is a convenience sample. Not only is it a convenience sample, you know, so I got 38 votes, uh, but I don't know who the votes are from. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I can find out, but I don't know any kind of geodemographic spread or anything. All I know is that I got 38 votes, so I don't even know what the sample set is. So it's clearly any poll you run on LinkedIn is going to be fake. That's just the way it is. I'm just trying to give you a little statistical input here. Uh, then I said, yes, 
I like to do these polls because studies show that phrase, studies show, always works. Ironically, in the next article, there's a study show in the headline from Ray Schultz. That one wasn't very popular. Um, <laughs> yes, anything for a new follow. Uh, see, I told Jerry, uh, Jerry Bernhardt that he should use this one because he actually does do serious polls. And uh, he wrote me a really nice note. He's a nice guy. Anyway, um, I checked this one. Yes, anything for a new follower. <laughs> They chop them off though. They don't let you use. The, they they have to. You know they have a very severe limit. Worse than Twitter. Or no, I ask Rosendahl the answer, who is my friend, who has all the answers. And so over 80% of the respondents said they don't use polls at all. So here I'm going to show you now how this came out. Okay, this is just from Saturday or from Friday morning. So you know just over the weekend, just starting now, almost 6,000 views. My show on Friday morning had 20 views, maybe not even. I don't remember. I didn't look it up this morning, but, you know. <clears throat> so I'm contending that LinkedIn is clearly broken. They didn't look at this poll. I can't imagine that they did. There aren't that many votes. There aren't that many comments. I get that many comments almost every day. Uh, there aren't even that many likes. It's just that by using a poll, you can get a lot of attention. Rosendahl made the comment that, because he had a poll that had 87,000 views, and he said that it was worth $5,000 or something. So mine would be worth, you know, $1,000 or $500 or something. I don't know. But the point is, is that I got maybe 10 new followers. So was it worth something? I don't know. But this is the way AI algorithms work. They When I first did my first when I did the VP of marketing at LinkedIn asked me to write an article for LinkedIn when they first had the link the uh, article capability so I did and I got thousands of views on the first one and lots of interaction the second one I got a couple of hundred and most of them are were right around there they just went down to nothing I had a friend who wrote for Forbes similar thing she got 5000 views the first article she wrote because <clears throat> they promoted it and after that it went down to hundreds and then into dozens. And uh, we watched that with LinkedIn. It used to be anybody who liked your stuff would would see your stuff. Not anymore. Not Now it's a couple, maybe 3% of the like people who've liked your content. I liked M&Ms. I love M&Ms. And uh, I don't ever see any posts by M&Ms. You know, because LinkedIn wanted to take control or uh, Facebook wanted to take control of that. And that's where we're, and then that's where we're at. So you, if you're trying to build a platform on somebody else's platform, beware. Okay, people are worried about late delivery of gifts. Study shows. Did I just say that? Study shows. Right. But in this case, at least, uh, they do tell, Ray does tell who the study was by, Question Pro, and it was about 900 people participated in the study, so it's much more valuable than mine. Uh, a lot of them are worried about getting the gifts or having them in stock. I ordered my new, my yearly, I yearly order a couple of fleeces in new colors. I got a purple one, not from Land's End. They don't sell my product in purple. That's one of those things that they won't have the item I'm looking for, right? Land's End didn't have it, so I bought a gray and a purple from some company I'd never heard of. They're a little more inexpensively made. They don't fit as well. They're not as nice as Land's End. But they had what I wanted. That's how it works, okay? So 
there were some really great ideas here, though, I thought. Um, this situation could be an opportunity with firms with a solid triggered email program. Now, you got to watch out for that because one of my clients I ordered from and I uh, – what did I order? I ordered some whiskey glasses, and I got an email, triggered email, saying you might be interested in a bug vacuum. How does that connect? <laughs> so there are better and worse triggered email programs, I got to say. But if you are out of stock in something I'm looking for, where I, you know, I hit the add to cart button and it wasn't there, if you can suggest an alternative, hopefully better than the bug vacuum, then... This is a good a good suggestion. That's why I wanted to talk about the article. It's a chance to upsell or cross-sell. It's also a chance just to sell something as an alternative. Like if Land's End, when I went looking for a purple fleece, uh, Land's End, if they would have shown me a purple fleece, they have a variety, but, uh, you know, there's... I just wanted the simple, inexpensive one. You know, or give me a, a a special discount on the one because you didn't have what I wanted, but they didn't, and this one was half the price of of even their on sale ones. Anyway, some people are going to create their own craft gifts. My wife's doing some of that; she always does, but she's got a real new a new one, and I walked in on her making mine. Dang it! <laughs> she got really mad. It wasn't my fault. I was at the hardware store and I <laughs> just I came back, had a good. You know, I was gone an hour. Not the hardware store, but the lumber company. So anyway, 27% will shop at local markets, street fairs, and farmer's markets. 10% will pay more. 83% dislike packaging that's too big for the inside item. I especially don't like that. 82% are frustrated. Only 82% are frustrated by hard open packages. I can never get packages open anymore. My word. Yeah, everyone needs a bug vacuum. <laughs> Okay, so, and we're seeing that same kind of trickle-down of of labor shortages and things in the holiday uh, catalog market. The truth is, in catalogs, that increased consumer demand and increased popularity of catalogs means that they can't get enough paper. And they can't get printed on time because the printer doesn't have enough people. And uh, I know somebody that's applied for two jobs at Quad and hasn't gotten either of them. It's like, well, wait a minute. I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you needed people. Anyway, so uh, paper was in short supply. Yep, that's true. But it's still worth it. That's because people want it. Okay, we thought last year was bad. This year was worse, said Leslie Newton, Plow and Hearth CEO. I know Dana over there. I don't know. Dana was the president for years and years and years, but maybe he's stepping down or something. Anyway, we have higher than historic consumer demand, so marketers want to mail as broadly as they can and sell as much as possible, said my friend Hamilton Davidson. Davison, he's a yeah, great guy, and he runs the American Catalog Mailers Association. Uh, Magalog, enter the Magalog. The article made it sound like this was something new. You know, I, I showed my style consultant a Magalog that I developed back in probably the the late 80s. Yeah, it was. It was the late 80s. And uh, it did really well. It was for shipping forms, <laughs> for import-export forms. And we basically explained if you don't have the right forms or if someone, back when you had to put them in a typewriter, uh, if, if someone puts 
misspells one of the names of the company or something, you're in big trouble. So this was, never mind what it was. It was a Magalog. So it's it's a term that's been around for a while. Uh, it included tips for taking family photos with your pets alongside matching outfits for, for babies and humans, for fur babies and human babies, I think they meant to say. Okay. And Diane uh, Pelkey, Chewy's VP of Communications, said, we're trying to make it more experiential. I thought it said more experimental. Uh, we want consumers to feel like they're unfolding a story. Okay. Irene Brunel from Uncommon Goods said uh, that we cut the circulation in 2020 by 80% because of the precariousness surrounding the supply and distribution channels. This year, the book is back to normal circulation. So that's an increase of 25%. Do the math. And uh, it's been... Revamp to fit with the times as a focus on celebrating with loved ones, no matter how big or small your gathering is or what it or what you think of them. Okay, so it's more of a gift guide, Irene said. So uh, 2020 turned out to be very successful holiday season, which is which is really exciting. Um and Prom and Hearth, it said, moved their first catalog drop up to October 4th, which is good because later in the in the in the article, it talks about how her printer of 30 years is experiencing labor shortages, and multiple issues of the of their catalog land back to back, which is avoided if you spread it out earlier. Um, she called up the other, some other members of the catalog, American Catalog Association, Catalog Mailers Association, said, how do I, do I need to, how hard do I need to ring these guys over this issue? And they said, you're lucky you even got the email that said they weren't going to make it in time. Okay, so that's from Tara Weiss. Excellent uh, overview of some of the challenges. But basically the challenges are caused by the popularity of catalogs. I went back and I found an article that I wrote way back in 1990, and it was about why I love catalogs so much. And we'll probably touch on that one of these days because there's some fun in it. But I'm going to actually add some pictures to it, which it didn't have in the original edition of DM News. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great holiday season and a... wonder what... Oh, that's... Yeah. That's oh that's the link for the Keith just put up the link for the uh, for the webinar so get over there and register and I'm sure you'll l learn a lot if not to talk to your CFO also to talk to your clients about what they need to keep in mind you know I've talked to people who've told me they use this thing for decades it's very simple very straightforward and if you register I will get you a copy of the spreadsheet that was so popular when we first got started. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Make a comment. Share it. Maybe we'll get up over two dozen likes or whatever shares or views or something. I doubt it. Bye-bye.